Hey guys, Michael here, and I'm back for another LEGO Masters postseason interview on my podcast, Talk Bricks Masters. I was lucky enough to get to sit down with contestants and finalists Zach and Wayne to break down everything from the show. And we break everything down just like I break down the LEGO news weekly on my YouTube channel, Talk Bricks. And if you like these postseason interviews, don't worry, because I'll be back with even more postseason interviews coming soon. So with that all out of the way, let's jump into it. Well, the season might be over, but of course, we're back to break everything down. I had to bring in, of course, one of our favorite favorites from the season here on the podcast. Welcome Zach and Wayne. Say hello to everyone on the podcast, guys. Hi, everyone. Hey, what's up? Well, we're so excited to have you. This has been quite a season. And I sort of feel like now that we've had a couple weeks away, it's been really fun for us to get a lot of this background and and fun context behind everything. So I think this will be a pretty fun conversation. But just to kick things off, I wanted to get a sense from you both. You know, what drew you to the Lego hobby? And maybe what, how did you know you were taking it to the next level that you might want to be on a TV show like Lego Masters? Well, man, we've been growing up with Legos ever since we were six or seven. Um, we got a lot of Legos from our relatives, our, our cousin. He's the one who gave us a huge amount of Legos when we were growing up. And uh, it was like a treasure, treasure trove of his Legos since uh, he was heading off to college. And uh, ever since then, we've just been playing with Legos. And then our aunt would always buy us Lego sets. Oh, yeah, it's just the funniest thing, right? So our aunt right there was just like what you know. I our aunt was the one who always said, oh, you guys should be on TV. You should always be on. You should yeah, get on yeah. TV, right? Or, yeah, she, she's kind of funny, right? Because her nature is very excessive. So we just kind of picked up on that a little bit. I mean, like, you know, people are usually <laughs> lucky to get a Lego set here and there. And then we were getting into <laughs> Star Wars. Because so we really I remember we'd always be looking through the magazine. And we'd be like, oh, let's get that Y-Wing. Let's get that X-Wing. <laughs> Uh, then we also had like a lot of Clone Wars, uh, Lego, Lego Clone Wars stuff. Oh, yeah, it's like, you know, I guess for us, Star Wars and Lego kind of became synonymous with each other, right? It's like you can't wait for that new uh, Lego set to come out in the Star Wars scene. And you know what I mean? Hey, what can I say? It just uh, kept going from there. Yeah, and I remember we used to have like a bunch of like space battles, right? You remember oh, yeah, that? yeah, yeah, I remember that. We used to do like a bunch of like Lego space battles. We'd make like space stations and all that kind of stuff and try and see who would be like the most tactical. It would be all existing in our brains, but it would seem, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's like, you know, the the mind of a child is a beautiful thing. It's the only thing that can protect you from cold, hard reality. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, for sure. Well, with your love of Star Wars, I'm curious, were you jealous that last season they got to do a whole Star Wars challenge? Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, to us right there, I said, like, man, that is just like, ah, you know, our biggest. uh, So Zach has been talking about how he wants to make a gigantic Geonosis diorama, right? And my thinking is like, I love Star Wars. You know, if you had five million bricks, without a doubt, you could have made something really insane. So, you know, there's all sorts of scenes that we would have liked to have made. But Geonosis is kind of like, you know, our like it's the equivalent of like, what you know, attacking the, the Death Star right to us. So that was <laughs> nice to how about you, Zach? I think that was like the first like a huge. No, no, it, was, it would have been in the Phantom Menace, right? But yeah. I mean, I really like those huge uh, ground battles, right? Yeah, those yeah, huge yeah. ground battles. You're seeing a bunch of armies clashing at each other, that kind of thing. I like that kind of stuff, right? And uh, it's that would have been awesome to do with Lego. That would have been awesome to do. But I mean, I wonder if they. They had that Star Wars challenge like last season, right? But did they have like Star Wars minifigures? I think they did. They did. They did. Okay. They had the Stormtroopers and the Ewoks, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, well, so many opportunities. What are you going to do? <laughs> well, you know, there was some talk. There was some talk. Uh, some of the cat, other Lego Masters that's like saying, oh, this season there should be like a Marvel uh, theme or something Ooh, like that. Ooh, now that would have been fascinating. I mean, like, you know, to us right there, you know, I mean, I'm a big Harry Potter fan too. So, oh, Harry Potter. Yeah, that would have been nice, you know. It's like, you know, we, we, we probably would have done like what, you know, maybe the Triwizard Tournament or maybe the Battle of the Ministry of Magic, you know, something like that. There, there would have been a lot of potential for a tie-in. But I mean, you know, I can get it. This season was a little bit tricky, right? Because, you know, it's uh, complicated to say the least. But I think people were entertained nonetheless. Yeah. I mean, this was a really fun season. And, you know, I'm curious, you know, how did you make your way from like a casting process? Like, how did you get involved with casting? Did you both reach out? Did they reach out to you? Uh, so last, I was actually trying to get on to Lego Masters the first season and I sent them a bunch of stuff and portfolio stuff. Um, uh, and I guess this time, since I didn't make on to Lego Masters the first season, I kind of like did not think about it too much, but then they were doing season two again. And then they reached out to me again and said, Oh, would you like to be on Lego Masters season two? And, uh, yeah, 
that's that's what I did. Uh, I said, yeah, sure, I'd like to try and get onto Lego Masters Season 2. And uh, we went through that entire process of getting on there. Yeah, I think it was kind of funny, right? Because, like, you know, the first time around, the only issue that Zach had is he didn't have a partner, right? We was originally trying to use our younger brother, who was 16 at the time. But, you know, uh, as time goes on, you realize this is one of those shows where it definitely helps to be at least 18 years old because, oh boy, it's just a brutal thing. I mean, you're just always like, but you know, hoping that like, you know, you're going to make it on the show. And maybe when you get onto the show, it's like, okay, I hope I'm just going to be one of those one hit wonders. It's a, uh, how do I say sorry? It's quite the thrill ride. What can I say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they really make sure that uh, you don't know if you're getting onto Lego Masters, right? Even, they really make sure that you don't know, even to like the very last minute. And you're like, until you get onto the set, even it's like, oh my gosh. And yeah, then they're still telling you, oh, you might be sent home anyway. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I, I was just going to end on the whole, like, you know, like, it's a, it's a tumultuous process, right? Getting on the show is its own thing, and even performing at a high level is its own thing, but I mean... I think that's, like, half the challenge, right? Just getting on there. Half the challenge is getting on there, but, you know, I'm glad we were able to make uh, the best of this opportunity. It seems like, you know, me and Zach, when we got on the show, our mentality was like, okay, I don't know how long we're going to make it on the show, but, you know, we're just going to make one big impression, and we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, go big, go big. <laughs> for sure. And you definitely did. I mean, I can't even imagine, Zach, if you had been without Wayne. I feel like the show definitely made a meal of, you know, your personality, Wayne, when it came to the editing and the one liners and all that sort of stuff. I feel like I can't even imagine what a pairing oh, without yeah. you would have yeah. looked like. <laughs> I think they really made sure there needs to be one guy who can build and then one guy who can talk. <laughs> well, this is <laughs> One of the big things I like about this season's cast is that we were always yammering with each other. That's something you didn't get to see a lot on the show, right? Because there was a lot of stuff where we were talking with all of the other crew and like, you know, half of the stuff didn't even make it on. In my own personal case, I think I probably provide three hours worth of content, but they only use three seconds. And that's just <laughs> the big thing, right? The other cast do had their moments as well. It's just I think going forward, if they make a season three, I don't think it couldn't hurt to add an extra 15 minutes to the show because I think it would help. I mean, like I, they don't really get a chance to go engage too much with all the stories of all the other people. Like me, my favorite uh, fellow Lego master is Jen. Oh man, that lady is hardcore. I mean, like, you know, like she, she was originally supposed to be on season one, right? And like, you know, uh, her son wound up getting like cancer or something. And like, you know, it was just like, okay, they couldn't go on until that was taken care of, you know, lost her house. And like, but, but now they have a house now, but it's just like, you know, just that type of in the face of like with all of this uh, grief, you know, she was able to go out there and put out. I mean, like, obviously that was just such a fun thing. A lot of the Lego masters, we were behind, while we were at the hotel, we were actually, they were helping each other out, trying to learn new stuff, like with figure things out. Oh man, it's like the camaraderie of the season two cannot be matched. Uh, oh man, yeah. I remember when we, we, when we won that first challenge with the dragons, right? The motors. Uh huh. Right after that, everybody's like, "You gotta show me how you use those Lego, Lego motors." Zach was really uh, you have to it, it made it seem like those motors were overpowered. Right? <laughs> it's like everything has to have a motor now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, obviously, like, you know, with all the challenges, they really turned it up a notch this season. You know, I'm curious to get your thoughts just on how you approached any challenge, you know, so, you know, you, you walk into the brick pit, they give you a challenge, you know, between you and, and uh, you know, you, Zach and Wayne, like, how did you decide who would work on what or how to come up with your concepts? I'd love just to get a sense of your process for any given challenge. Well, generally speaking, right there, like, um, so during the first challenge you know zach already knew exactly what we were going to build from the get-go so originally for me i was thinking something else but zach said wayne i got this so he basically made the mechanism right but when he was developing it he was only planning on one dragon but somewhere along the line with all the yammering back and forth it became two and then just at the last second right we were talking with modo and he helped us put up those little golden discs and you know the clouds were my idea I was originally putting some static clouds on the build. Oh, they were asking for extra functions, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. The breakdown is usually like uh, as we're building, people are talking with us and we're like taking an input, right? Mm -hmm. And as as we're taking in that input, it kind of like makes the build evolve a little bit. So it's, they were asking us about, oh, can you give us a story? What's the story in this build instead of it just being a dragon? It's like, okay, dragons can be <laughs> us. <laughs> 
that's a story, right? Yeah. Right? That, that, uh, was it uh, the Jesuits were like, oh, it can't be just dragons, right? You have to add some extra kind of movement or whatever. Oh, you know what? I remember that. Okay. So this is just my own feeling, right? But I distinctly remember. And it's like I was trying to do something with the head, but I didn't end up doing anything with the head, right? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. we got to do something else. It's like, you know, like when you're in the, under that pressure of like what building it, right? Because, you know, it's like, okay, you're very sensitive to any comments that people put up your way. So very early on, uh, Jamie told us that like, you know, like clearly the mechanism was very refined, right? They kind of pushed us saying that like, you know, how do you take it even more next level? And me and Zach, we were just telling ourselves, it's like, now I'm yeah, pretty... Yeah, at that point of the build, build was fully built, right? It was kind of like just a worm, right? A couple worms. Yeah. Right, but he was making those comments already. Like it's it's like he's trying to see where we're going to go with. Yeah, it's like it's one of those things. So very early on, like you know, when we did the first challenge, that thing was the mechanism was done in the first hour. Like everyone else was just beginning their build, but we had actually gotten the mechanism down in one hour. So it's like okay, all of a sudden you have like what fifteen hours in or or was it thirteen? Was it fourteen hours or so? So thirteen hours in order to come up with everything else. The way that we build is very like strong core and then you can add the embellishment as time goes on. Now that's when we're precious, right? You know, and that that also kind of like, kind of like showed that uh, building fast can actually be a little bit of a disadvantage sometimes because now your competition knows how big you're building. All right, and it's like, okay, they're building that big, we'll build bigger. <laughs> that actually happened during the, I don't know if you remember like what the the one, the one hanging, but not the one hanging brick, it was the uh, the castle challenge, right? The, the cliffhanger. So we actually pulled a ninja move right there. So time right there, my feeling was very like, you know, like, oh man, I'm a bit emotionally compromised, but like, you know, at the same time, I don't want to come off as weak. So we wound up like building our thing only three feet initially. Once everyone had like basically settled in, we said, okay, doesn't seem like anyone can extend anymore. So that's when we made it six feet. And that's kind of like, you know, we knew that if we didn't, uh, we knew that if everyone just paced us, right, they would just by an inch or two. So we had to make it very distinct. But the way that Zach built that thing, it actually could have reached out to 10, maybe even 12 if we had really felt like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember it, like Will Arnett, he was asking us, so how far do you think you can build out? And I was like, well, I think I can reach all across the room. <laughs> right? you say those things but can you really do it but i just remember there was that also happened when we were doing the windmill challenge right oh, way was like so how how fast how, uh, how strong do you think uh, uh your windmill is how 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 and i said like you know i think it can go all the way to 100 I they like, cut that out oh man i was like how did you tell them 100 what did you tell them 100 well I guess, you know, you're getting from the sense, right? Like we noticed early on, like I think it was after the shake table challenge that a lot of these challenges were a little bit more physics based because obviously you would have liked to put more on the aesthetic side, but you know, honestly, it's like things are shaking, things are breaking, things are hanging off of things. I mean, oh my gosh, it's like if you had to embody season two for this, it really is a strength season. Yeah. So I'm more of like a technical builder, right? Or at least that's what we're saying the entire season. Oh, Zach, you're a really good technical season builder. No, Zach, you build your... really big, really fast. Have you seen your hat? I mean, like, and uh, was it? It's like I'm, I'm. Uh, what, what do I have to say to that? Is thanks, right? It's, Thanks, but uh, it's I was I was trying to work on the aesthetic, right? I kept on telling my brother, so if everybody builds something that's really strong, right, and it's able to survive the technical aspect of the challenge, if everybody does that, you, it, we have to lean on to the aesthetic, right? And so Wayne was upset with me. It's like, oh, why do we have to make it uh, look pretty? It's uh, it's strong enough. We can do whatever. No, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me correctly sit there we made pretty things on that show all right so the thing right there is this is strength is its own aesthetic right i mean for goodness sake look at that darn hat that hat was epic and then we look at the puppet right you know, one of the things that hurt us, like, you know, it was like, I remember uh, getting a little bit frustrated during the episode with the, the hat. What was the hat? The hat was, what What came up? We were having a conversation with the judges and they were asking for chic, right? And we were thinking like a chic look. They were looking for a chic look. And um, I was along the lines of panache, right? I was thinking along the lines of panache, plumes, hats, that kind of thing. And then 
I was thinking along like uh, the lines of like Cyrano the Bijarac, right? He's like this character from this one book that my dad used to love uh, reading. Uh, and you know, it's funny. There's a now a TV series coming out. Yeah, but Cyrano <clears throat> the Bijarac, right there. You know, panache means flamboyant style, so it's outrageous, but it's uh, classy in its own way. So the biggest uh, character thing with Cyrano is that he has like this really, really big nose. But even though he has a big nose and he's very sensitive about it, instead of turning it to a point of shame, he's turning it to a point of pride. Because he's also a great fencer and a great poet and whatnot. Yeah, you know, Will was trying to talk us up about Cyrano Bijarac. I think uh, our conversation ended when he was like, oh, so who was his lover? Or who was the person that he was trying to gain the affection of? And I was like, Roseanne? Right? It was like, nah, it was Roxanne. <laughs> I, was like, I wonder if he picked that up as like, oh, you didn't read the book. And it was like, I wonder if he read the book now. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, my apologies if it seems like we're kind of jumping all over the place, but, you know, like if you get the general consensus of how we build, right, after the third challenge, it was pretty much like, okay, make sure you have an idea right away and just start hacking at it and let it develop from there. So, I mean, with the pig house, that was kind of like, I don't know, I, I love that pig very much. The reason why we wound up using a pig is because the house we got was pink purple, right? The only issue we had with that is that, like, there weren't a lot of elements in, in terms of even, so... You know, that's why you're getting kind of like that bizarre look of saying like, okay, why are the parts a little bit like hodgepodge? That's because for all of the wonders of that brick pit, you know, I don't know why they built that house out of like the most hardest elements to do. It's like, because when you actually saw the house, it was so many uneven parts. It's like, you know, like one by seven, one by five. I said like the way I wanted to approach that build was like, I wanted to use that entire original building, right? I was thinking, okay, I'm going to put this entire building onto a flying animal, right? That's what I was thinking. But then there was like, oh, you have to take apart the house completely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's just one of those like developing situation type things, right? You're never really sure what they want, right? Because like whenever we made what we had, it's like that was given the information we were given saying like, okay, that seems like what the challenge calls for. But you know, what can I say? There wasn't a single build on there that we didn't like walk away saying like, okay, we can live with it. Except for like, what should the shape table? <laughs> that one, that one, oh boy. It's like to me, you didn't see it right there, but we only built that structure in the last two hours. That's kind of why it came off the way it did. Because, you know, we were really trying to find a aesthetic sense with it. So the building was originally supposed to be like, what you know, like, a, uh, like an ascending staircase DNA type thing. But, you know... Yeah, it's okay. Hold this real quick sec. <laughs> well, you guys gave me a, a lot of fun behind the scenes there. Um, you know, definitely a ton to break down. But let's jump into a couple of those specific challenges and talk through some of them specifically. Yeah. You know, the first thing I wanted to ask you a little bit about was the make and shake challenge like you're talking yes. about. Um, obviously, that was the challenge where you used your golden brick. And, oh, yeah. you know, when we saw the challenge play out, obviously, your challenge or your um, your building was able to make it to a level 10. And the uh -huh. lowest buildings made it to a level eight. So it, it would uh -huh. have turned out that you were safe. And I know Wayne was pretty upset, uh, you know, that you wanted to use the brick like that. Um, but I wanted to get your sense, just like what was going through your head when you decided, you know, we don't know if we feel confident enough, we, we might need to use the golden brick. Okay. There's actually a lot of behind the scenes on that challenge for me and my brother. Uh, so I had a really hard time tying in the entire structure uh, into the base that they'd given us for that challenge, right? So I made pretty much like the the the, the entire core of that building and, for, and I was calling it a butterfly bracket system or whatever because that ended up being a really technical challenge. I was trying to combine like technical aspects with aesthetics. And so when I was finished with everything, the entire look of the building was not what I wanted it to look like in the end, right? It ended up looking like a, a striped building, which was, which wasn't, what it was supposed to be. And uh, I'm pretty sure there's like a lot of extra footage about what the original design was going to look like, right? And so they showed nothing of that, what the building kind of was supposed to look like. And then on top of that, um, <clears throat> right when we were about to, right after we'd given up the the, the golden brick, we find out that uh, our building, they gave us like, uh, they gave us specific building requirements, right? It had to be this length and this wide. And we were actually two studs off in our proportions and our in our building layout. And it actually ended up being, we were actually kind of lucky because they were saying to us, oh, you would have been sent home if you hadn't used the golden brick. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things. It's like, well, everyone in here, everyone on Lego Masters were asking, oh, why didn't they show that, right? Because that was definitely one big moment when we used the golden brick and then we find out that we, we were two studs off. And oh man, because Wayne was really upset, actually. Yeah, he was really upset that uh, 
we'd use the golden brick, but then uh, what ended up happening is like, oh, okay, what a relief. We were two studs off. I wonder if they would have really sent us home because of that. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, Mellinger Main got sent home for being two plates shy of the height requirement in the bridge challenge in season one. So, you know, from everything I understand, you probably could have been sent home for it. So little did you know that that was actually the very perfect place to play the golden brick. And it's sad because like, I think on the podcast, when we were talking about it, you know, we were like, oh, they shouldn't have used it because they made it to level 10. Like, you know, they didn't need to use it. But now hearing about this, you probably did need to use it. We just didn't know exactly why. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was going on so fast. And I mean, I was feel I felt really proud about my dragon builds during that point, right? And I was just trying to keep up with the pace uh, that we'd set off with. And so there was that like anxiety: is this as good as my dragon build, right? Is this yeah. is this does this really satisfy all the requirements that the judges are asking? And so there was a lot of that pressure going on. And oh man, do I remember when I used that golden brick? All the cameras started pointing at me and my brother, right? And they're trying to see how is. Uh, how is Wayne going to react, right? Is he going to start uh, getting really, really upset? Is he going to make a big scene on the uh, uh, for the cameras? <laughs> and it's like, oh man, can't have any of that. Well, you know, like, I guess to me, that's just the thing, right? Uh, when we were on this season, it's like, because you're filming these episodes. And it's like, the... you really don't want to use that golden brick. You really don't want to use that golden brick. We're saying, okay, okay, in the yeah, game plan, yeah, we yeah, got it. I know, I know. Okay, it's okay. just like... <laughs> I know it's just like <laughs> yeah the three thing that really kind of got me uh uh offselled by that one right it's like because you know this is going back to like what you know the the challenge right like we have to like what you know do the hero shot right you know that was the thing that kind of threw us off right because like in the second challenge basically there was a requirement saying that you can't let your figure get blown off right oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that kind of like we kind of got a little bit like protruded by that because at that point it kind of put a little seed of doubt in our mind saying like it seems like you know you could build something perfectly all right and like you know that could actually not matter at all because you know it felt like okay there's the rules that they show and tell everyone and then there's the rules that they don't say to us all like once I was talking about that brick thing right like ours was about maybe two studs you know we used the golden brick so it didn't make it onto onto the show but I mean like you know unless you saw it for what it was I mean like you know they could have decided that we could have just gone on our merry way because it didn't even make it on television there was actually this big thing with lauren and brian so their cake it was actually supposed to be about a story about some giant that was eating all these people on the cake once again a most hilarious story that no one know about but it didn't make it onto television so it's like uh, i remember i think to me that time when we used the golden brick i just remember telling myself it's like the only reason why I didn't like that one in particular because I don't like putting ourselves in a position where people want to see our downfall because we set such a high bar on the first two episodes. It felt really, you know, not good to like know that we kind of tripped ourselves up. But then again, you know, it is TV. So it's like, you know, you see one perspective, but all the other perspectives you see, I mean... Oh boy. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously it's super hard, um, you know, when they can't cover everything um, on, a, on a single episode. So I definitely can appreciate why there's probably a lot of little things that we don't know. But I guess, you know, one thing I wanted to jump into, Wayne, that you mentioned earlier was about, you know, uh, you know, when you were talking about the kind of the strength versus aesthetics, which obviously played into this in this uh, make and shake challenge, but it played into so many challenges. You know, when you were sort of uh, coming to your team's defense earlier in this conversation about your aesthetics, I I have to imagine that you're referring to some of the feedback that the judges gave, um, you know, throughout the competition, you know, particularly like you mentioned the flip my block challenge and some of the others that was sort of like, you know, Zach and Wayne, they know how to build big, they know how to build technical, but you know, the aesthetics piece or the story piece is the piece that you're missing. That's sort of your Achilles heel, you know? So I'm curious to get your thoughts you know, if you agree with that feedback. Well, I feel like with the story, with the story, that's like, if, if you're good on everything else, they'll always get you on that story, right? Well, so let me, sure. let, me let me end off this right there, because I don't think Achilles heel is a accurate statement. I think it's like, you know, obviously uh, where you're strong on this side, you know, obviously don't put all of your resources into that. The thing kind of like what got me a little bit protruded, right, is because like that kind of came fairly late into the season because, uh, you know, like, I don't know if anyone's noticed that, but on the show, right, I made a special, uh, I made a special point to make sure that I never said anything bad about any of the other contestants, right? So, you know, like to me, that's just the way that I am. I don't like trash talking people. So I always, I'm always telling them, hey, go ahead and do this right there. I like your style because there's nothing more infuriating when like, you know, you're trying to do something that you do it your own way. 
and then people try and like which they like okay well it's just not this it's just not that but then again if you think about it it's like okay it's one of those situations where like okay i mean if you see the things that we did on the show obviously it was like top of the notch right but that's its own thing it was made that certain way by that same token i can say that like you know the biggest weakness of everyone else was their scale but then i told myself no that's the scale that you know how to do hopefully you're in a situation where your skill your strength and your confidence are all even with each other the way that our skill strength and confidence manifested manifested in that way I mean, like, obviously, uh, when it comes to aesthetic thing, I don't want to sound like it's an excuse, but it is a timing thing, right? When you build sure. the gigantic things that we did, obviously, it means you have to have a lot more detail as well. And I think we were able to get a lot of detail in given the amount of time. For me, I have to admit, it's like, you know, I, I'm just going to say it flat. I feel like we got robbed on that uh, puppet episode. Honestly, it's like you could not have been from a technical perspective with that hat. You could not be it from the aesthetics because, man, that nose and those eyes. And I mean, the story. Oh, my gosh. And this was the only thing that made me laugh. Right. <laughs> I, uh, I, OK, I thought I was doing a European accent. Right. But it turns out I was just talking louder like I usually do. It's very much like a, it's, oh, I remember when actually with the panache. Oh, was it? Well, not panache. It's the uh, puppet. with the puppet challenge. Uh, was it? We were asked a question. So, who is this character supposed to be? Right. That's one of the producers. Right. And they're trying to make the 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 connections. Like, oh, this puppet is Wayne. Right. And it's, well, not exactly. Right. No, not exactly. <laughs> what is? So it's panacea, right? So. Yeah. Panache is supposed to be referencing like the hat challenge, mm-hmm. right? And then I'm thinking like Cyrano the Bishop Fencer, right? And then, then I'm thinking like the the the, ju- the judges were like, oh, it kind of looks like Pinocchio. I was like, oh, okay, that's a cool name. So we'll go with, with Panachio, <laughs> right? I was like, yeah, we can rock Panachio, <laughs> right? And so, so, so I think when they started thinking Pinocchio, they're thinking like liar or like a cheat, kind of like a villain kind of thing, right? But for me, uh, what is the character? The character is supposed to be somebody relatable, right? Somebody who's really talented, but they have this, 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 this perceived flaw in themselves, mm. right? And he's just really loud, but he's actually trying to a mask his uh... mask his insecurity kind of thing. And I feel like that's just a relatable character, sure. right? That's Cyrano the Bijarac. That's Cyrano the Bijarac, right? He's yeah, awesome exactly. Character, but he has this really big nose and he feels like he cannot get the love, his, love of his life because he has this really big nose, which is silly, <laughs> you know? It's silly. <laughs> yeah. You are the greatest fencer of all time. Yeah. And it's a, I guess, you know, what... Uh, what we did on the show, I feel like, you know, we were never trying to hide anything, if that makes sense. It's like, you know, whatever you got from us, it was like 100%. And like, you know, if there was anything we could have done, I mean, honestly, when you're on Lego Masters, nothing can prepare you for this, right? Like, we were told that we would be able to get, like, what you know, like, our side jobs done on this well. But I mean, like, you know, when you're waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning and finishing at 9 o'clock at night, and also, mind you, you're doing this day after day, it kind of tells you something. It's like, okay, you're running a marathon at a sprint's pace and if you even stumble for even one second it can be quite a tumultuous fall i mean if you really think about it, right i remember during the land and sea challenge that one right there kind of freaked me out because you know my big thing was that okay my brother is by far like which is the greatest lego genius i've ever seen on this earth and you know <laughs> i say that i say that just because like you know i've been proven right this far so my insecurity right here is that oh my gosh i hope i'm able to make something that can help enhance him right but you know you can kind of see like you know the style right there my stuff right there is a little bit more straightforward in design and zach right there it's like you know he's gonna go wait until the last possible second to get every little detail he can but you know it's uh it's just one of those things right i mean you know i remember from my art class uh, we had a uh, constructive critique kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody in the class put out something into uh, the art class and like, we're supposed to talk about it and we're supposed to give like constructive criticism. And I remember there's this guy, he made these like miniature sculptures. They could have been like three inches big, right? But they were really cool. They were like weird, ugly dolls kind of thing, like a Halloween kind of theme. And I thought they were really cool, right? And then I brought out this like cardboard tag and I was showing it to him. Uh, it was like, they were trying to, the, my teacher was tried to compare the two and it's like you really can't compare the two right but it's i remember that was the first time uh he was talking to us about scale is important mm. right size of the build is important right because it's like if you get that 
inch figure and you put that into a studio setting, nobody's going to be able to see it, mm -hmm. right? Because that's like, right? You have to imagine like a crowd of people looking at your stuff in a studio setting, mm -hmm. right? And it's like nobody's going to be able to see a three inch figure, even though it's crafted very well, right? That's not fit for a studio setting. And so it's like, I, I kept that in mind too. Yeah. It sounds like throughout the competition, you, you both really brought in a lot of your personal experiences, you know, a lot of, of your various hobbies, like um, archery for the Hats Incredible Challenge, fencing for the Puppet Masters Challenge, but also a lot about your family, you know, certainly the Bricking Wind Challenge with your Oasis build was like your family home um, and a lot of elements of your personality and just, um, you know, your passion, sushi, everything we learned about you on the show. So I'm curious, like, you know, when you set out, you know, on this competition, did you just pull from those sort of references because they're just close to home or did you want to use your builds as a way to show people a little bit about yourself? I feel like uh, the judges were always asking stuff about it, right? It was always on their mind, They're always asking us, oh, so tell us more about yourself. Who are you as people kind of thing, right? Said that from the very beginning, right? As they're coming in. So who are these guys? Who are these guys? And it's like, we have to keep on repeating ourselves. Oh, we're archery people. We're sushi people. We're, we're creative people. <laughs> like, right? Nonstop, we were asking. Yeah, so like, so, the best way to explain it, right? So like, who are we not? Like, we kind of, so if you, if you know us, right, we kind of blew the gates off like this competition from the very early on. And like, you know, because originally they were trying to like, what make us like, what you know, like into a nice little label of like what the sushi bros or something. But at some point we realize you know that's just one aspect of what we are right the best way to explain zach and wayne is that they're zach and wayne they kind of dabbled in a lot of these other things right now it's like okay what are the things that we like you know i mean i like a lot of americana i mean i don't know about you but princess bride is one of my favorite movies of all time and i said like <laughs> yeah. it's just an infinitely quotable movie so a lot of those builds that you had there was a quote associated with it now if you had like the soaring dragons i mean it kind of speaks for itself right with the uh blasto build right that's the on the the big orange bomber there that one was pretty straightforward right i said like okay it's like how do you make a big ugly green alien a hero right he has to save his big ugly alien crew i said like there's nothing more heroic than that do you right? still remember the story for that one absolutely it's supposed to be like blasto's great great rescue exactly. right? so blasto's great rescue right and you know i'm if you see like you know all the things we did right the one thing that we were always picky about is like it has to be memorable like every single build you know we can definitely say it's like ah what was the feeling we made when we had that you know with the hot one what was my feeling about that uh blasters rescue the the monster it's like it was yeah, all i can remember is it had a lot of tentacles it was like yeah maybe it's too much tentacles <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember with the hat, right? Because fashion, you know, we like to dress up. But I mean, like for us, we kind of enjoyed the thought of making it like, you know, like, yeah. you know. And I wasn't happy with that build until uh, we put the eyes on it. I felt like after I put in the eyes, okay, that's that's the part that I was looking for. The hat or the blue alien? Oh, the alien. Okay, you like the hat, but the alien within it had its eyes because it finally came alive to you. But the hat, we kind of said like, because we like military stuff a lot. You know, military can be stylish too. You know, I remember there was a documentary I was watching on YouTube. Not a documentary, some sort of like inform informational video, right? They were talking about how style was could be weaponized kind of thing. Oh, It's like you have to make sure you look your best all the time because if you are perceived like unstylish, it's like that's associated with being weak. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's actually funny that Zach mentions that. Right. I mean, from in function. Right. Like there is a the day and age for like, you know, this was back in the era of like, you know, the French before they got revolution and whatnot. You know, there were a lot of those people who would dress up in like those wigs and like with all these funny frumpy coats. But then when you got all these people from the country who dress up more practical, that kind of became the style. Right. So you can kind of see how it goes back and forth. It's like, OK. Obviously, you can go. Oh, if you look good, you have money. Kind of thing. Ah, there you go. That's right. If you have money, money is power. Yeah. We're kind of, we're kind of going socio political here. <laughs> you know, it's funny how this comes up, right? It's just Lego. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Well, you know, one one quick quick uh, addition, you know, to obviously putting a lot of yourself in the builds, but we also got a lot about your heritage. You know, certainly. Um, you know, you noted throughout the competition, but even up until the last episode, you know, that you wanted to use this as a way to show your parents who came to this country to give you a better life, to give you all opportunity, you know, what you could really do and to give back to them. Um, you know, and even in the very last episode, Zach, we found out you had both a son and daughter, which was the first time we'd heard about it the whole show. Um, it's funny but you, how those things only come up in the last minute, right? <laughs> I know. It was so funny. I had, we had no idea. But, but my point is that you, is that your family, you know, was really 
um, and your heritage became a really prominent piece of a lot of your builds. Certainly the dragons, the pagoda of our lives, and obviously, um, you know, Heaven's Gate, your cliffhanger build, you know, was a, was another Asian themed castle, um, you know, and, and you were the only ones obviously bringing that because it was unique to you. And I'm curious if that was a piece that you wanted to make sure got showcased on the show as well. Well, yeah, I think so. We were asked a lot of questions about our heritage and all that, right? And the producer's like, oh, so what kind of Asians are you? Or like, uh, right? So it's like, oh, we're Chinese, we're Filipino, right? And uh, I felt like it was definitely one of those things that stands out, right? It's almost like your panache, right? It's uh, a quality that definitely sticks out. And it's uh, something you can be very proud about. And um, so putting out putting out Asian-themed stuff is kind of like saying, yeah, that's definitely us in this competition. Uh, let me see. Like, uh, also, it's I just feel like whenever whenever you're really feeling down, you always like look back to your family and your heritage, and it kind of gives you a sense of of where you are compared to everybody else. It's kind of like grounding yourself, right? It's telling you this is who you are. Uh, you can find strength in this kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, let me see. I think. I think with uh, oh so like the cliffhanger challenge right everybody was going to make castles right and because that's what they said in the challenge right everybody make a castle right and I had to ask myself if I just make a castle like a European castle just like everybody else would that really be something that would stand out right because I know for sure Mark and Stephen have plenty of experience building castles right uh, the ones that uh, like like stone built castles and all those kind of things and it's like okay you know what this kind of makes sense if we make the Asian themed castle, right? It's like nobody else is going to make an Asian themed castle except for us, right? And so it's like, okay, we're going to take advantage of this moment. We're going to really show off some Asian themed castle building uh, palace, right? Kind of thing. And uh, yeah, but on top of that, it was my brother's friend who passed away just that, that same day in, in that, uh, that challenge. And so... No, the morning of just before we went on the set. Yeah. And so it became more sentimental at that point. And uh, yeah. I think... Uh, there were a lot of, um, there were actually a lot of things, qualities, aspects that I wanted to put into that cliffhanger challenge, but it, we didn't have the time to do it, right? And so I guess some of those feelings carried on to the final challenge, right? It's, um, I wanted to, whatever I didn't accomplish in the cliffhanger challenge, I kind of carried over into the final challenge. Yeah. Well, and obviously your final build you know, was was really all about the two of you. Um, you know, I think that that was really a unique, you know, uh, take. Obviously, nobody was really doing it that way. And I want to just understand from you a little bit about, you know, how you arrived at that concept for the final build. And, you know, I know that there was, you know, some struggling with the mechanism and all that sort of stuff that we saw on the episode. So I'd love to get a sense from you both, you know, what, what would it have looked like if you could have accomplished everything you were going for? Let me, yeah, yeah. This is actually a really long conversation. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, uh, let me see. So we all kind of, everyone on Lego Masters kind of knew there's probably going to be a 24-hour challenge, right? So about maybe after the seventh or eighth challenge, we're all starting to think about what is this final build going to look like, right? And I told myself, it's best not to be too invested on an idea until you understand, you know exactly what they're asking of you, right? Because there might be some sort of twist. But sure. I knew that we were, ready, were thinking about, okay, we want to do dragons. Uh, we want to tell a story. So we're thinking about uh, the story of uh, a koi fish jumping over a waterfall and becomes a dragon. That's like a classic um, Asian uh, fairy tale kind of thing. And it's supposed to represent like your mastery in something, right? You, you went on this long journey and you finally mastered what you set out to do and uh, you become a dragon for it, right? Because when you are a dragon, it's like you're like a supreme supreme creature or whatever kind of thing. And there's a transformation there, right? Um, <clears throat> and then we're thinking, where would these dragons be? Where would the scene be? We're thinking like a waterfall, mountain cliffside kind of thing, right? And then we're thinking, thinking also along pagoda, ancient building kind of thing. Uh, that's just synonymous for the scene, right? And so we're trying to think of uh, how we would stage that type of scene. Uh, for me, those are all aesthetic qualities and storytelling qualities. And so having built those types of building along those lines, I felt like we could do it, right? But I would like it for us to make sure that we focus on some of the technical qualities. So I wanted some sort of technical element in the build, right? Not just uh, a beautiful scene. Right. I wanted something with like motorized dragons. And uh, 
So I wanted motorized dragons and I wanted them to be like dynamic, right? I wanted a full-size dragon or full-size dragons and they were just moving, right? Like crazy movement. So think like a barber's, uh, like a thing that like little spinny thing in front of the barber. Sure. Yeah, we were originally trying to do something like that. And then early on with the build, it's like its original intention was to be a 360 build, right? Oh so, yeah, definitely a 360 build, right? I felt like it was important that it was a 360 build and that you can look all around the creation. Uh, what ended up happening was it came just one-sided almost, right? Yeah. But they were also asking, so the judges, when we got there, when we finally got to the home challenge, right? They're asking for us to put in lights and then they're also asking us to put in a story, a day and night story, right? There had to be two distinct stories. And so that definitely affected the way we wanted to build that final the challenge, right? The lights were definitely really tricky. It was really hard for me to incorporate all the lights because I wanted to incorporate a lot of movement in there. And so the wires would get tangled in all the movements I was thinking about putting in there. And then <clears throat> the day night challenge was also interesting because I kind of like understood that they were asking for two different stories. And I kind of had an idea of how I wanted to uh, tell two different stories, but um, it, it got confused along the lines. It's like, how are we going to tell two different stories? Uh, especially the fact that we weren't having the easiest time incorporating lights but um well what ended up happening was uh the core structure right the the pagoda we were i was trying to get it to be a pagoda a mountain a waterfall right on top of that we didn't accomplish the technical elements that i wanted where we had motorized dragons where they're all turning on themselves and then i also wanted the entire building to be rotating 360 degrees that didn't happen yeah i guess the big consensus from here is that like you know because at the time we felt like unless we made something ridiculously gigantic and ridiculously like what out there i mean like you know because that's just the big thing right at that point you were yeah at that point right there we we're just telling ourselves it's like you know we better go big or go home and you know sometimes it works out sometimes it don't yeah it's like uh you, you're taking on water and you're trying to bail as much water as possible, <laughs> right? And you have to ask yourself, okay, should I keep on doing what I was doing and really hope that you're going to get it last minute? Or should you just completely drop what you're doing and try and achieve something else? And uh, at least we did accomplish one thing. We did have a storytelling element, right? We were able to tell our own stories and incorporate um, incorporate ourselves into the build. And, you know, in the, in the long run, it's going to pay off. Right. It's because like you're going to tell yourselves that's what's going to stand out to everybody. Right. They'll definitely last a lot longer than what we originally has, had planned out. You know, yeah. and I don't want to sound too funny my business <clears throat> right there, but literally the day after my my friend died, Zach's friend passed away. So it's, you know, like talk about like, you know, at that very moment, just when everything is going on, you have all these things you want to put in right there. You know, at the same time, you know, brother's uh, fr uh, friend. Right. So it's kind of like a grandpa to him passed away, too. You know, and it's like one of those situations where you kind of tell yourself, oh man, you're so close to the end and you really are just looking forward to going back home when all is said and done. But you know, it's kind of like, okay, we were kind of hoping to take ultimate victory towards the end, but it seems like, you know, now we get to go back home and see what uh, we would go from there. I think what happened was like when my friend passed away, it became very, very important for me to put in the story about me and my brother being there, right? It just became more apparent to me. It's like, okay, we really have to try and put more of ourselves into this build because it's like when something bad happens to you, you always can count on family kind of thing. Yeah. And obviously like, you know, what, what a, a immense stress you're under anyways, and then to be going through these moments of grief. I mean, it's really exceptional how you were able to persevere through these really tough moments um, and still put on some amazing builds for us, you know, in those last couple episodes. Um, you, know, you know, one of the things, you know, that was kind of a, a theme in that last episode too, was just how many times you all got second place. Um, you know, so when I was going through all my notes, um, there was five second place wins throughout the entire competition. Another second place, if you count what happened during the demolition derby, um, you know, so really like exceptional builds, you know, from the hats, incredible one hanging build or one hanging brick puppet masters, land and sea. And of course the finale challenge. So I'm curious, you know, you had said something in the competition. I think it was you Wayne about kind of not being able to shake second place or recreate the magic of that first build. And I'm curious to get, just to get your thoughts about, you know, I mean, even when we look back at it, so much that you were able to accomplish during that time, you know, I, I hope you can give yourself enough credit <laughs> for all the amazing builds that you did. But I'm just curious to get your thoughts about that, um, you know, kind of looking back at the edit and the competition. Well, I mean, like to us, right? <clears throat> 
mean, if you think about it, as long as you're in the well, top there's two, a lot of it, you talked all this time. Top two right there just basically means that you guarantee that you're moving on to the next challenge, right? But to me, there were like three challenges where I really have to say I didn't agree with it at all. I mean, like, you know, I don't mind this whole concept of like we just barely got edged out here and there. But, you know, there were a few challenges where I have to tell myself saying it's like, OK, like either either I'm crazy or everyone else is just like what you know telling me I'm crazy. That was kind of the feeling I had because with a lot of those challenges, right? I mean, it first happened with like what you know, the uh, the hat challenge, right? I was okay with that because I wasn't feeling so hot about the golden brick, right? Uh, the hat was uh, like, you know, I mean, that's a challenge that definitely the girls should have won because I mean, we're, we're just there trying to recover from a disaster from the previous episode. And Natalie and Michelle's hat was wonderful. Like I could really say like, wow, that's amazing. You know, like, cause what they did, right? They pulled motor functions and power functions on us. I said like, that's amazing. And I mean, it was, I was just trying to stay hey, out hey, of the bottom too. Hey, hey, hey. Right? Cause Let, I just don't want to get I, I know you got bottom too, but like, let me finish what I'm trying to say on this regard, okay? <laughs> you know, like when we're on the hanging brick challenge, right? So you can kind of see how it feels like we're already accomplishing our goals right but they want to make it seem like oh we want to win every single challenge right it's like it feels like production is messing with us right it's like you're not gonna let us win the challenge you're not gonna actually let us win a challenge right you're just putting us there just to make it seem like we got edged out right make it seem like uh you're good but they are better right they want to make that important they, they said that to us like five times pretty much right it's like you're really good but you're not as good right they said that to us five times it's like they're yeah. telling us this as if we don't understand that yeah actually like there was like okay so at the during the episode with like what you know flip my block i remember that one they didn't actually show all the things i had said because like i kind of like what got them saying like hey you told us extreme right I mean, we really went extreme because how more extreme can you get than a flying pig? But then like, you know, the moment the judges said balance, I said, ah, there you go again. It's like, you know, you're changing how you're perceiving this. But, you know, what can I say? It's like, there's always two types of score, right? If you go Rotten Tomatoes, there's the audience score and the critic score. The critic score, I mean, like, you know, it is what it is, but the audience score, at least from what I could tell, everyone I ever spoke about said like, oh man, the stuff he made was amazing. You know, it's one of those situations where like, you know, we may not have taken first for a lot of those builds, but I mean, like when I say whale, everyone remembers the whale. If everyone says they remember the hat, they remember the hat. It feels like, yeah, we may have been second place, but a lot of the times, but a lot of our builds right there were really top of the notch. Regarding the finale, yeah. you know, if I had to be so honest, I don't think that was our best build ever. Like, you know, in my opinion right there, the top two should have been uh, Caleb, Jacob, and Mark and Steven. You know, we were just happy to be in the finale and like what put up a good show at that point because the value of second and third at that point doesn't really make a difference to us. It's like, you know, you could be second or third, but you're not going to get the ultimate victory at the end. So I guess that's the big experience I got out of this show. It's like we made it very clear from the beginning that we want to just make sure that we make an impression and everyone enjoys what we did and you know at the very least it would have been nice to win it all but we can definitely say that we didn't lose our soul in the process and what was the soul me and my brother saying that we're going to have a good time on the show and make the best of this opportunity i hope everyone liked what we did and hope we go from there yeah well and listen we you know if i'm part of the audience score you know your builds were amazing i mean it was so much fun to watch you each week i could never even like fathom just some of like the methodical madness I feel like that went through Zach's head as he built all those rectangles that then turned into a giant whale, you know, all those things like the, <laughs> you know, you, you left us kind of like wondering just how did they do it and all that sort of stuff. So it was, it was so much fun to watch. And even like some of the mechanisms that, you know, we weren't even sure if they would pay off. Like when you added functionality to your bricking wind challenge that would be powered by the wind, you know, none of us thought that that would work until we saw it work, you know? So I think to your point, a lot of your builds were super iconic, super memorable, and really a lot of fun. You know, I'm, I'm curious, you know, we talked about so many challenges throughout the entire season, but I'm curious, you know, you know, for you, Wayne, for you, Zach, what was your favorite build? And then what was, what do you think is the most underrated build that you had? Mm. Well, for me, my favorite one was the hanging brick, right? Like, you know, the one hanging brick with the whale. I mean, that was the time when we finally got our act together. Like, I felt like I finally was experienced to know, like, how we're going to get this whole thing down. Oh, man, like, that thing was so big, and it was always menacingly spinning around, right? Like, honestly, <laughs> you could see it from across the room, and the and the eyes on that thing were just, oh, my gosh. It felt like, wow, this could have been in the museum. Actually, that's what the, what the Amy wound up saying. She said, like, wow, this 
could be a museum piece. And I said, thank you. I'm glad you agree. And then for the <laughs> underrated challenge, probably, I probably the puppet or the pig, the fly pig. The, 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 the pig, I, I thought it was great. But honestly, I'm very proud of the windmill challenge because, oh my goodness, it's like you wouldn't believe how how nervous I was with that one because at that point I was very much feeling like, like you were saying earlier, oh my gosh, Jack, I'm not sure if this is going to work because that thing was only connected. See, my brother did that exact same thing to me. <laughs> he was trying to stress me out. The windmill was only secured with four layers of brick at the base, right? Using two by four brick, we bricked it down with only three layers of two by four brick. If you had seen everyone else's build, theirs were either really solid pieces. See, that's your problem when you're looking at everyone else's build. No, no, it's not that bad. I'm <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm so impressed that it got to 55. I mean, and so for me, I'm not impressed. So I'm saying, like, of course it was going to make it that far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you always say like this and that, but you had no clue what the heck you were doing for the shake. What do you mean? Challenge. I didn't know what the heck. I'm did it doing. survive? It did. Did you know it was going to survive? No, that was exactly my feelings. So deal with it. I knew exactly. Like, yeah. The problem is you don't say anything. See, now you're saying stuff. I say stuff, <laughs> but you always interrupt me. You are interrupting me right now so Dev, you know because you're not giving me a chance to put my input i'm gonna leave soon so boss it's like you know at least my impression right i love the whale challenge i feel like you know that may be like you know like a idea of like what we do we just like what leave big impressions and then with the windmill it said like you know just watch out you know we're gonna keep everyone like what you know like what's sweating until the bitter end i pretty feel i feel like i'm a pretty good critique of my own work and so i guess i tend to be more critical of my work than even the judges but uh, wayne's always like oh it's perfect it's fantastic kind of thing and so i guess if i were to critique my own builds i guess the pig the pig is definitely one of my underrated builds and maybe even the puppet because i really like my dragons like my favorite build was definitely dragons uh the flying pig it's it's surprising how many people really 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 like that build the flying pig um build sure right they walk up to me and it's like oh i love your flying pig it was like wow really <laughs> thanks uh and then also uh the puppet challenge was also one of those builds where it's like a little bit underrated. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, listen, I'm sure every build is was underrated for one reason or another, but yeah, some really exceptional ones for sure. Well, that was it. You know, thank you both so much for joining us. This was so much fun um, and really given us a ton of great context and background on everything that you did. And congrats. I know, you know, the big win was certainly, you know, very close at hand, but you really put up such amazing builds and did such an amazing job while also letting us get to see a little bit about you and your heritage. So really just an exceptional, exceptional job on the show. So you have a lot to be proud of. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I mean, we're definitely not done with building. And so we'll keep on. Building. I love it. I love it. Well, um, thank you both so much again. And hopefully we'll get to talk to you sometime soon if there's a season three. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was a pleasure to speak with you again. And I'll catch up with you. It was so much fun catching up with Zach and Wayne and getting their perspective on how everything went down during the season. And it's always fun to also see their brotherly dynamic, which we don't always get a great perspective on. And if you like these postseason interviews, don't worry, because I'll have even more coming soon. So let me know who you want to hear from next. So if you want to follow along with the podcast, be sure to subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to it now. And if you're listening on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review as it really helps others find the podcast. If you want even more Lego content, be sure sure to check out my YouTube channel, Talk Bricks, where I cover the Lego news for the week every Saturday. And you can follow the channel on all social media platforms with the username at Talk Bricks. And if you want to follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook, it's Talk Bricks Masters. And on Twitter, it's TB Masters. Thanks again, and I'll see you guys next time. <laughs>